reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 26, verses 9 through 21. I myself was convinced that I ought to do many things in opposing the name of Jesus of Nazareth, and I did so in Jerusalem. I not only locked up many of the saints in prison after receiving authority from the chief priests, but when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. And I punished them often in all the synagogues and tried to make them blaspheme. And in raging fury against them, I persecuted them even to foreign cities. In this connection, I journeyed to Damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priests. At midday, O king, I saw on the way a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, that shone around me and those who rejoiced with me. And when we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice saying to me in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Is, it is hard for you to kick against the goads. And I said, who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and stand upon your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to anoint you as a servant and witness to the things in which you have seen me and to those in which I will appear to you, delivering you from your people and from the Gentiles to whom I am sending you to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Therefore, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declared first to those in Damascus, then in Jerusalem, and throughout all the region of Judea, and also to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God, performing deeds in keeping with their repentance. For this reason, the Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today, we are celebrating the feast of the conversion of St. Paul. And we read the story of his conversion in the book of Acts. And we also read about it in Paul's letters to the churches. Paul's life was transformed by the risen Christ. The story of Paul provides a great example for us of how a person's life can be changed by the love of Christ. In Acts, Paul is telling his story to the king. Before meeting Christ on the road to Damascus, Paul says, I myself was convinced that I ought to do many things against the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And this, that this... That this, that is what I did, in, and that is what I did in Jerusalem, with authority received from the chief priest. The reason for his journey to Damascus was to pursue those who were proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ and to punish them. But then he says, "I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, shining around me and my companions." When we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice saying to me in, Hebrew, in a Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It hurts you to kick against the goads. I asked, who are you, Lord? The Lord answered, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to anoint you to serve and testify to the things in which you have seen me and those in which I have appeared to you. The resurrected Christ not only comes to Saul, 
But Jesus gives him a new mission and a new authority. Saul's experience is so life-changing that his name is changed to Paul. Now, in the Bible, we have other instances of people changing their names. Abram changed to Abraham. Sarai changes to Sarah. Jacob becomes Israel. So changing one's name marks a significant, a significant change in a person's life. But in the Bible, it also marks a change that that person has a relationship with God. Saul becomes Paul. And what changed from that? So he changed from one who persecuted and one who punished the followers of Christ to one who gave his life to bring others to Christ. Recently, I was watching a program about, the, about Christianity on the, on the History Channel. And, the, and the narrator said something very significant to the effect of Christianity would not have become a world religion if it was not for the Apostle Paul. Now, certainly Paul was instrumental in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. It was Paul, after all, who first established churches outside of Israel. It was Paul, a devout Jew, who carried the message of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles. His letters were circulated and read out loud in churches. He helped form. He planted. And we still read those letters today. More books in the biblical canon are attributed to Paul than any other author. Paul's conversion was such that he was willing to die for his faith, and he did. Some of Paul's teachings are difficult for us to hear today because they reflect the time in which he lived. However, some of Paul's words are among the most inspiring in the Bible. His 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians on love is used in more Christian marriages than any other scripture. And we all know it. Some of us even know it by heart. If I speak in the tongues of mortals and angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. Love never ends. Faith, hope and love abide. These three and the greatest of these is love. Paul did do a great deal to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. But let us not forget, it all began with what happened on the road to Damascus. Many a believer has such an experience, perhaps not as spectacular as Paul's. Nonetheless, it was a profound experience. My experience with Jesus happened in 1985 on a cold winter's night in Melbourne, Australia. I was frequenting a small urban Anglican church trying to figure out this whole God thing and whether it was real or whether it was not. And I was at the end of my rope, so I called up Reverend Lawrence, who was the church's assistant curate. And he invited me around to his house for a cup of coffee and a chat. And I remember arriving and being so frustrated, I yelled out, there has to be more to life than this. And within minutes, Reverend Lawrence had me on my knees praying a prayer of salvation. And then he prayed to, for, for, for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. From that moment on, I received a huge sense that I was a part of something larger than myself. 
and my life has never been the same since that night of 1985. Paul knew right away Christ was calling him to turn his life around. It took me much longer, but I never forgot that day and the fact that Jesus altered the course of my life. Over the decades, I have heard many people share their stories about how Jesus changed the direction of their lives. Stories that now, looking back, began a journey of faith and led them to a life of service. To become a deacon and a priest, I had to share my story over and over again. The story I was asked to share was not my autobiography, but it was my spiritual autobiography. In that story, I shared my experiences of being an outsider who was trying to work his way to heaven and how an Anglican priest named Lawrence befriended me and led me to Christ and many other key moments of my life. However, each time in that journey of ordination, from ordinand to deacon and then to priest, when I was asked to share my spiritual autobiography, I wrote a new one each time and it was different. It was slightly different because becoming a Christian is not the end of the story. It is merely a part of the journey. God's work in us is not finished. I have to regularly remind myself of this when I forget to do something important or when I lose my temper or when I become too focused on myself and fail to respond to the needs of others. So my journey is not finished and I have found that reflecting on where I have been is helpful. I'd like to ask you to do the same thing. Spend a few minutes thinking about experiences in your life that have altered its course. A word of caution, however, because many of us uh, or and many of these experiences that fill our lives are filled with pain and guilt and perhaps both. In my life, facing my own sins and being hurt by others were often times that led me to experience God's grace. Saul was comforted by Christ. Jesus said, why are you persecuting me? The memory of that experience changed his life. And the History Channel might argue our lives as well. Note that Paul was acting on the authority given to him by the chief priests. But after meeting Christ, Paul acted on the authority given to him by Christ. Jesus said, I am sending you to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Pain, shame and grace, these are all part of Paul's story. But the greatest of these is grace, which is the love of God for us the love of God which frees us, the love of God which calls us to a new life in Jesus. Paul embraced his past. He shared it with others as an example of just how great the love of God is for us. Paul writes to the Galatians, When God, who had set me apart before I was born, and called me through his grace, was pleased to reveal his son to me 
so that I might proclaim him among the Gentiles. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for calling Paul to be set apart to minister to the Gentiles who were dead in the, their trespasses and sins and without hope in the world. But he told them that by grace through faith in Christ, they could become part of the one new man. Thank you for calling us by your grace. This day we dedicate ourselves to your service and pray that you would use our lives in any way you choose as a testimony to the truth of the gospel of Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.